1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Eubanks. The last time you heard from me, I told you that I was going to be changing the format of the show. Remember that? Remember that one time that I told you things were going to change? Yeah, not so much. I have been trying really hard to sit down and record some solo episodes, and it just hasn't worked. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it hasn't worked out. But I love conversation and I've got so many people that I want to sit down with and have conversation with. So that is the plan to move forward with this podcast is just to have awesome kingdom conversations. This episode, I sat down with Michael Malden. Once again, we talked a couple years ago on the show and Last time we talked, we talked a little bit about the abortion issue. Guess what? Roe v. Wade got overturned. Yes. This podcast will always celebrate life. We will always celebrate any time the kingdom of God is advanced here on earth. And I believe this is a big, big deal. And I will praise God for it. We talk a little bit about the Roe v. Wade overturning But we mostly talk about his new film, Super Spreader. It's the story, the documentary behind the Let Us Worship movement. Sean Foyt's voyage across the country, worshiping with other Christians, raising heck, causing all kinds of problems, spreading the kingdom, worshiping Jesus. He put a film together called Super Spreader, and we're going to talk about that as well. I'm excited the trailer was just released. This film comes out in August, I believe, and it's going to be awesome. I'm stoked. I love films. I love documentaries, and this one I'm really looking forward to. So I want you to buckle up. This is going to be a really fun episode, a really uh, passionate episode. I believe there's a lot of truth in this episode. We talk about the status of the church and where we're at now and what we have to do to move forward. Here we go. I want to encourage you again to share this with your friends. Don't forget to check out kingdombringer.com for new podcasts, new blogs, and visit the links in the show notes for this documentary. You're not going to want to miss it. Here's my conversation with Michael Malden. This is episode 87, Celebrating Life and Super Spreaders. Be blessed. Last time I had you on, man, we uh, talked a little bit about Roe v. Wade. So before we get into like discussing this film, which I definitely want to do, it would be silly for me to not to talk about the Roe versus Wade decision and what's going on. Because let me be honest with you, last time you were on, you made the comment, we were talking about the abortion issue a little bit, and you made the comment that the church is not ready for if Roe v. Wade ever gets overturned, the church is not ready to to take on the responsibilities that are necessary. And I'll, I'll be straight up with you. I never in my lifetime thought that was going to be a thing. And I don't know that you did at the time either. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for you, but yeah. it seemed like fantasy land, you know, like, and yeah. so I can be real when I tell you that it wasn't my faith <laughs> that overturned this Roe v. Wade thing, because I, it was just kind of off my radar. You know, yeah. I never, I never thought that this would be a discussion we'd be having, you know, especially two years later. But first of all, is it okay to celebrate this as the church? Uh, is it okay for <laughs> us to celebrate this overturning?
0: Yeah, I think it's, man, for those of us that have been contending for it in prayer for a long time. And when you see your prayer answered, I think absolutely, it's time to celebrate. You know, it's a this is a huge victory for our culture. Um, you know, it's a it's a victory because it's on God's heart, man. He he hates the shedding of innocent blood. You know, and if you're if you follow the follow God and you're into the Bible, then this is you know it's the foundation of our beliefs. Yeah, and you're seeing, uh, especially at a time when our culture has been seemingly. Sliding so far the opposite direction for this to happen in the midst of all this crazy gender fluid stuff and nobody knows who they are, what they are to see this go this other direction. I mean, it's like whoa, there's hope for America.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and there's hope for prayer, right? So a, a foundational yes. thing that we put like into who we are, right? Prayer yes. is so important. I think, as you alluded to, when when something moves because of our prayer. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're really doing an an injustice if we don't show thankfulness, you know, and we don't show praise when that happens. And so, you know, there was inside of me, man was said, I mean, first of all, it came out of nowhere for me. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too terribly into politics, but when that leak happened, was that, were you expecting that? Like, were were you expecting a, a, a soon move? Or was there a date scheduled for this to be looked at or what Do you know i
0: you know to be honest with you i i personally had been kind of checked out of so much media stuff because yeah. of how negative it's been over the last couple of years um but i mean i i was pressing for the election of trump the first round i'm not a big trump guy to be yeah. honest with you yeah but i i knew that that he was going to be a position to elect some Supreme court justices that had the potential to do this. And so that was my, almost my whole reason for saying vote for Trump, you know? Yeah. And so I knew it was a possibility, but for it to come down this year, I had, it, it really kind of came out of nowhere for me personally, cause I wasn't so dialed into the political conversation around the Supreme court.
1: Yeah. So I want to talk just real quick and I don't want to stay on this the whole time. So thank you for yeah. indulging me in this, but I think it's such a big deal and you it were is. a voice and, and I've, I shared it last time, but you were the reason I voted for Trump. Cause I heard mm. your, I heard the message you gave. I was, I was in the same boat. I wasn't a big Trump guy. Um, yeah. I felt like I was in this place of, you know, voting for the lesser of two evils. And we always, we always hear. <laughs> that's about It's
0: al- that. always going to be the case by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it,
1: I, yeah, it is. It is. And I, but it Hopefully was that, it, it was that, that message you gave. That was like, if you're going to vote for one thing
2: mm.
1: and that was like, Wow, that I mean, that does separate people pretty quick, right? Like you're, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> I can vote on the side of life. And I don't know, I mean, we did see, again, for some of us that aren't like so politically inclined, yeah. you know, when when 2020 came and, and Trump steps out of office, you know, I don't know, if I'm not too in tune with politics, I don't really know that he did a whole lot for life. But now you look at it with the Supreme Court situations and people that are in yeah. tune of like, that's exactly what he did, right? He put something yeah. in place that was going to move on the side of life. And I like to say on the side of the church, like that's, I mean, yeah. that's where we're at, man. So totally. in, your, in your view, because, and I don't know if you're still out of touch with, with the media and with social media, because I am at the moment kind of out of social media, but I took a peek I stepped into the dungeon for a a short time and I I noticed so much of the church uh, pissed and angry. And I say the church, Christian people in my life stepped up and kind of came out of the closet on the side of death and destruction. And I had no idea. So why do you, why do you think that so much anger is, is flaring up right now because of
0: a a life momentum a deception yeah i mean that's that's the only thing i can come up with because that's the left has done such a good job of framing the issue around a woman's right to have control over her own body yeah right yeah so then it feels like oh my gosh we're taking freedom away from somebody which is what america is about and they're just totally neglecting that other life in the womb. Like, what about that life? What about the freedom of that life? Yeah. And, and to me, it goes back to the Constitution. I, you, you know, even even people that don't fully follow the Bible, we can still point to the Constitution, right? And go, we hold, well, the Declaration of Independence, and say we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed yeah. by their Creator with certain inalienable rights. That among these are life, the first one, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And so I think it becomes, it just comes back to deception, a lack of education of our declaration, founding fathers' desires, and then uh, for Christians, a biblical framework of God's, you know, what God believes about life, you know? And so it just shows that, man, we, I think a lot of the church hasn't been talking about it, for one. Like if the church had been talking about this issue then a lot of believers would be grounded in a biblical framework. But so many people are afraid to touch this issue because so many people in the church have had abortions. And so I would address the issue when, 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 I spoke Miller would have me talk about it. He's like, this is, this has been a thing on your heart. You speak about it, bro. Yeah. And, and I can come from a context of, of shamefully, a girlfriend in high school had an abortion. So I've been on that side and the grief and the shame of all that. I ran for political office in 2010, and the second largest abortion clinic in America was in my district. During that season, my mother confessed to me that she went to an abortion clinic to have me aborted, but somebody said, I don't see it in your eyes. Why don't you go think about this? Wow. And that voice caused her to walk outside the clinic, stop and think, and I'm here because someone lifted their voice. Wow. That's so. And good. so on the one issue, I've got no right to judge anybody for the decisions they make. Right. So that's between them and God. But the Bible is very clear about this issue. So there's grace and mercy for those that have had abortions. And so I don't want to shame people into that. That being said, I can't bow from the truth. And I know the power of, of being able to speak truth in, in a dark season, but with compassion and love as best as possible without people feeling condemned Yeah. Um, because unfortunately back to the, the church, not not lifting their voice and pastors not speaking about this because they're afraid. And yeah. So now we're seeing the results of that culturally.
1: It's so weird to me how it shifted to like, I mean, some of those, um, Facebook posts that I noticed were, were friends that were like, man, I hope all you Christians. And it was just so, it was so much vitriol. Cause I had no idea, you know, just this, yeah. I hope all you Christians are prepared to open up your wallets and take care of these women. And I'm like, when has the church never been prepared to take care of women? You know,
0: <laughs> yeah. like,
1: like the church is the one taking care of people. It just is. Yeah. I'm sorry. It yeah, is. And totally. I've got you know, I've had my issues with the church, quote unquote, in the past. But it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, man, I hope you ch- you Christians are ready to be who you say you're going to be. And I've one of the verses that kind of came to my heart was Hosea four six. You know that people are, the people are are being destroyed and are dying for a lack of knowledge. And so I do feel like there's something about this issue, and um, just life in general. It's just yeah. there's, there's a lack of knowledge, and so I wonder. And, and real quick, do, do you agree with this, that there are some issues, you know, Christianity is a, as a religion is based on, you know, loving God and loving people. And people are a, a a big, you know, Jesus came for people. Yeah. It's a big, it's centered around people, but at some point, isn't our devotion to God and life greater than people's opinions and people's thoughts? It has to be. Yeah.
0: Or Or we're going to be. Tossed to and fro by every emotion, every person's thought where everybody, everybody is a a law into their own self and desires. Right. And so that's why we need the anchor, the Bible that we can all ground ourselves in and point back to otherwise it's like there was a time I forget the scripture, but it says everyone was doing what was right in their own eyes. Yeah. And when that's the case, I mean, you're in, you're in a pantheistic kind of crazy world where there's a, a 300 million gods like India and everybody's doing their own crazy thing. Yeah. And so, And we're headed,
1: we're heading to a moment, right. That just like the days of Noah, I mean, we're heading to that place. Totally. I do feel like, you know, I love people. I love women. I'm surrounded by them, bro. I've got three daughters. I've got a, I've had two sisters. I've grown up with women in my life. You know, I love them, but at some point it's like, man, they don't know, you know, they don't understand the God that I understand. They don't understand God's love the way I understand it. And I'm going to stand for them when they're not standing for themselves almost too. And yeah, I feel totally. like that's that's uh, the church's responsibility a little bit now, so.
0: No, it is, you know, I've I've got friends that run crisis pregnancy centers, you know, and they walk with women for years after they decide to have their baby. And even some of them that that don't, and they end up aborting, or they, hopefully they'll adopt, put it for adoption, they'll abort, they, they do post-abortive care with these people to walk with them through their trauma because it it, it scars their hearts, you know? Yeah.
1: And that's where and that's where it's evident to me that this is not a Democrat versus Republican thing, bro. This is a good versus evil, because what are the targets right now for Antifa and some of these crazies is the churches and crisis centers, right? They're lighting them on fire. Yeah, the very things that are left to like stand and help like there's you know, I hope the churches are ready to help. Well, don't go burn them down. First of all, that would be a a good thing. But I feel like I mean, more than ever, man. This is such a light versus dark thing, and I feel yeah. like, I mean, you know that you, you know the the implications spiritually for what's going on. And again, I think it's okay for the church to breathe and like not not rest because there's so much work that needs to go into yeah. this. But to yeah. celebrate, right? I I see the yeah. goodness of the Lord right now in the land of the living, and like, um, I'm okay. <laughs> and it, this isn't yeah. celebrating and like gloating over any woman that's made a decision. This is 100%. like God loves life. He loves life. And I'm yep. standing on the side of life. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure.
1: Yep. So we won't, we won't hit anymore on that. I appreciate you for, <laughs> for, for going there with me. I felt it was, I felt it was, it was cool because you and I talked about it a little bit before. We, we
0: did. And, yeah. you know, and, and I, and I hope, I hope I, I was, I'm wrong on that assessment that the church isn't ready for it. And, but I think a lot of, because it hasn't been talked about in a lot of churches yeah. that, a lot of churches aren't prepared. I know that there's some that are. There's some that are like, man, we're ready to adopt. You know, they're 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 running adoption campaigns already in their churches and saying, let's go after this. Yeah. Let's go after the legislation and help reduce the cost of adoption because it's 40 grand a baby. Who can afford that, you know? That's right. And there's some churches that are going, hey, we're going to raise money so that whoever wants to adopt, we're going to pay for it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there that want to adopt but just are not able. So I, hopefully the church is going to step up.
1: Okay. So we'll we'll stick there for a minute. What, what is next? What's, what's now that this is, and, and again, this didn't eliminate abortions, right? We, totally. people that people that are in tune understand that this isn't like a abortions, not illegal across the land. Yeah. What's, what's next for the church in regards to, to life in this, in this situation?
0: Well, I, I hope it's that, that they, they become the answer, uh, yeah. that, that so many, I think women are struggling with i think i i I hope that the church can release a message uh, of of fathers to step forward and to view women as daughters of god you know and treat them with respect because if men take their rightful place you're not going to have all these unwanted pregnancies
1: it's good
0: right because they're going to treat women with honor and value and respect and not just want from them but want the best for them yeah so i think there needs to be an education in that regard um and then for those that do find themselves in those situations that the church is going to step up to the plate and be those adoption centers and be those who are willing to take in those kids yeah um they it has to be that way otherwise you know you'll have a bunch of unwanted babies or or the other thing that's going to happen is you're going to have more You know, jesus talked about sheep and goat nations yeah you're going to have sheep and goat states in america we're going to have all these people you know on from one paradigm flooding to one place and People from another paradigm flooding to these other other cities. You saw yeah. the beginning of that with the pandemic, right? People yeah. Moving towards free states versus controlled states. People were people weren't flooding to California and New York. They were bailing out of those places. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I think you're gonna see a shift of that geopolitically around our nation, even more so. More more divided businesses are starting to align that way as well. Right. Yeah. And so <laughs> there needs to be a radical uh yeah, I, I I don't fully know the answer to that. I know he's brought he's called us to be you know ministers of reconciliation, but that takes two that takes two sides to do that. So we have to initiate that, but yeah. um, we got a lot of a lot of work ahead of us.
1: Yeah, it's you know for a lot of for a lot of women, abortion is going to be less of an option, right? Which is a good thing. Um, yeah. So we're not eliminating options. There needs to be other options that are highlighted and more accessible and um, yeah you know well I, I, saw, I
0: saw something the other day and and I, I need to look up the accuracy of it but i know the, the president of france was mocking the overturning of roe v wade and and i've heard in france it's much more difficult to get an abortion than it is even <laughs> it
1: is yeah well i've heard yeah i've heard that we have some of the loosest loosest policies in regards to abortion which you know right on par with china and some of the other ones too so it's kind of kind of gross but we're god is moving on our behalf bro i'm i'm a believer of that for sure
0: yeah yeah for sure hey it speaks to the perseverance of the saints to not grow weary in doing good right and, yeah and i think when we read the bible we can see these things play out sometimes over centuries that these people are contending and praying and and then even even in the even in the the hallmark chapter of our 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 men and women of faith in hebrews 11 it yes. says those all died in faith without receiving the promises That's they were good. contending for it but didn't see it see it right and so That's i think good. we can take from that but then also to see people like Lou Wingle and these people that have been praying for 40, 50 years and to see their prayers answered because they didn't give up and they kept contending, That's you know. Right.
1: That's right. Yeah. It's, a, and
0: it's a big lesson for me.
1: We should be very grateful for them. You know, there's people that just give their give their life to evangelism. There's people that give their lives to certain things that aren't necessarily like highlighted on my heart necessarily. And I think yeah. it's man, the linking arms with brothers and sisters who are passionate about something like this is, is pretty amazing. So it is. Yeah. We we owe them we owe them a lot for sure. So for sure. much honor. So let's talk about something that, uh, not to say you weren't passionate about that subject, but let's, I want to talk about something that you're very, you're very excited about. And it's this new film. Let's talk about this new film, bro, that you've put together working with Sean Foyt. Last time we talked to, uh, you had not yet hit the road with Let Us worship. You had just moved to, uh, where, where were you at? Or are, are you still there? I was in and Thomasville,
0: Georgia. Now Thomasville. And then, uh, I'm in Atlanta.
1: Okay. Okay. You had just moved to Thomasville fairly recently before we talked last time. And, uh, I remember recording our episode and soon after you had decided to hit the road, pack up your family and, uh, hit the road with, with Sean Floyd a little bit. So let's talk about that adventure, man. What was that? Um, what, yeah, led, so this is- what led you to that decision? Yeah.
0: Yeah, we were moving from Thomasville to Atlanta, and our house wasn't ready yet because it was being remodeled. And so we went down to Tampa for a little while. I've got family in Tampa, and it was the middle of the lockdowns, 2020. It was September, and I saw Sean had been going around doing these worship protests across the country. And we've known Sean since probably 2006. He, he lived with he and his wife lived with my wife and I for a little while when they were first starting their ministries in Dallas. Yeah, and so we go way back. And I saw him doing a Let Us Worship event in Tampa, and I was like, "Bro, we're in Tampa." He's like, "Dude." You're here. Get your wife. Let's do worship. Let's yeah. let's rumble, you know? Yeah. And uh. and so we we're like, all right, let's do this. And what was significant about it was I remember the date. It was September 18th. And September 18th is a day of mourning for my family because it was my brother uh, in 2017 committed suicide. And September 18th was his birthday. And he was wow. from Tampa. So we're in Tampa. It's like the day of mourning for my family. We got this big, huge event in the middle of the pandemic, middle of the lockdowns. Don't touch, six feet apart. Everybody's freaking out, fear magnified across the earth. And I go bring some flowers to my family and just to kind of console them. And then I went to prayer and I was like, God, what's up with this? And I felt like he said this. I felt like he said, it's time to plunder hell on your brother's behalf. Wow. And I was like, man. I don't know what that means, but I like the sound of that a lot, mm. you know, because it's been such a place of pain. And I and I knew God was always going to flip the script on this some way. And in front of mine, Michael Miller, pastor of the upper room, he said, God's going to give you a big sword from this situation. I didn't know what that meant either, but I held on to it, you know? Yeah. And the first thing Sean starts talking about at the event was the very first Let Us Worship they did was on the Golden Gate Bridge and how all these police were there because they were on suicide patrol because so many people were committing suicide in the midst of the lockdowns. And I was like, oh, man, God, you're setting this up. Well, we, we do the event, people get saved, baptized in cattle troughs. I mean, there's thousands of people there. It was crazy. And then he hands the mic to me, he goes, You got anything? And I was like, Well, I thought this event was over, but I guess I'll go. Yeah. And the first thought that came to me was like, This is the land of Buccaneers. You know, it's the land of pirates, yeah. Tampa. And I started sharing about that. And I said, well, you know, there's a godly version of that thing. The godly version is when Jesus died, he went down into hell and he plundered hell and he took back the keys of death and Hades erupting graves so those could have life that are bound in darkness. And I started sharing the story about my brother and how he'd been bound to darkness and it was his birthday, it was from Tampa, he committed suicide. And I was like, man, I just don't wanna lose any more brothers and sisters to this. You know, mm. if you're struggling with suicide or depression, I want you to come down right ne- right here, right now, wanna break it off your life, I wanna pray with you, love you, hug you, whatever. I was just like slobber cry, you know, just passionate. And, and in that moment, all these men just come rushing to the front of the stage and we just, we're like hugging each other, weeping, praying, contending for life over each other, you know? It was just this powerful moment, man. And yeah. And uh, this moment just like catches viral across the world and people are emailing in saying they're feeling their suicide and depression break off their lives. And and uh, and so I was like, man, I was just with my family and I was like, let's just let's just roll. Our house isn't ready. Let's just roll city to city. We ended up doing like 22 cities with Sean. You know, I've got three kids and we just were rolling and people just started giving it I had, that same week I had just somebody had bought a 501c3 for me to have I didn't even know why they were doing it I was like I don't even have a ministry I don't know why you're doing this for me and I got the bank account set up that week and I didn't even put up a post about it people just started giving to us and I was like wow. well I got this 501c3 set yeah. up and it wow. funded us to go do all these cities and during that time man I was seeing every major narrative of 2020 whether it's the George Floyd riots you know covid lockdowns whatever the issue may be I was seeing the opposite of what the media was saying take place. I was seeing racial reconciliation take place. I was seeing these massive events. And nobody was getting sick. I was seeing like, you know, it's not that people weren't getting sick, but in our events, it just wasn't happening. Yeah. And and I was seeing people get saved and set free of suicide, depression, dr- depression, drug addiction, going into the hearts of where Antifa was rioting, et cetera, people getting saved. And uh, Vice and Showtime came to Sean wanting to do a documentary about his story. And I said, well, we know how they're gonna tell that story.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: You're gonna look like that crazy idiot Christian yeah. who's killing everybody and killing grandma, which no yep. grandma's died. Yep. And and so I said, it's bro. What I heard,
1: bro. It's not what I heard.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so I said, bro, um, let me tell the story, you know, let me go after this. And so he was like, All right, well, let's see what happens. And and um I shared I had a dream shared with a buddy of mine and Immediately it spoke to him and he ended up giving 50 grand right away into this project, which got us, you know, we got a trailer made. And and my the guy that I got um, I hired to be our our editor had just been hired by Sony Films to be the one of their primary film editors. But right when they hired him, they said, you got to take this 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 jab and uh, to work here. And he's like, "Nope, ain't going to happen. I'm not going to do it. And so uh, they let him go. And that week we showed up with this job. And so I got one of Sony's premier editors (laughs) working on my film because of a God, God thing, you know? And, uh, and so, man, we started going around telling the story and bro, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking when I say this film is powerful. I mean, it's already touching. People are already getting saved, watching it. People are feeling strengthened, encouraged. They're being provoked, challenged. Um, and we've got a release, a theatrical release coming August 19th. And during this, this whole run, Rolling Stone magazine did an article about Sean Foy and they called him Jesus Christ super spreader
2: <laughs> and, and I was
0: like, bro, that's exactly what you are. Super yeah, they spreader do. of faith, hope, love. And I was thinking about what do I call this film? Because I want when people are clicking through like Amazon or Netflix, wherever this thing ends up landing, you know, if they see, if they're an unbeliever and you see, let us worship, there's no way you're clicking on that.
2: No. Yeah.
0: So, I was like, what's, a, what's the wisest serpent version? Innocent is dead. And I was like, super spreader. Love That's it. what we're going to call this thing. Love it. So, because I know they're going to click on that and be provoked into it. And then, man, we're, we're, we're not shy in the film and we're not afraid. We interview a bunch of opposing voices and we let their voice be heard in it. We don't make them look like idiots. We don't have a quick rebuttal to it. We let their voice just be stated because the reality is it was a com- complex, confusing season that man, there's valid points on both sides of the issue. And so we let those voices be heard. So if you're a skeptic or whatever, your walls drop, but then we show the power of God flowing through people's lives and them getting transformed. So doesn't at the end of the day, wherever you land, you can still land on the other side of the issue from where Sean was first per se, but you'll still see God doing extraordinary things in people's lives in the midst of a lockdown, how God's still moving in the midst of all that.
1: That's so good. Yeah, I think it's important, man, for us to not be uh Manipulators of the truth, you know, and yeah. not, like on both sides, and for that's sure. where I feel like there's um there's such a momentum right now for creators to just create, like create the truth, and yes. the truth will come out. And you know, you look. At, I don't know if you've seen the uh, what is a woman, you know, Matt Walsh's
0: yeah, great
1: thing. I haven't watched it yet. I want to, but I've seen clips, and I know that one thing that he does very, very well is he lets them speak. Yeah. He lets, he lets their side speak words and we get to decipher whether or not that's truth, you know? And, you know, he's, most of that documentary is him asking questions and them answering yeah. the questions. Yeah. And I know these, you know, these, these films are, uh, g- go about things differently, I'm sure. But I think that, I'm so glad that you did, that you said that and did that in regards to, you know, having opposing views on there, because again, if this is a time of of good versus evil, let's those who have eyes are going to be able to discern, right. And, totally. and lead our families through the mess and lead our communities uh, left or right, whichever side we need to go or wh- whichever direction yeah. we need to go. So how important is it, man, right now for, In this time, in chaos and in like uh, just crazy, crazy time, probably the probably the craziest time of my lifetime. That's probably a cliche for people to say. Right. But yeah, um, it's true. And for me, how important is it right now for for Christian uh, creatives and for films like this to be released and to be put out there?
0: Um. I mean, I'm biased because I'm in this world, but I think it's, if not the most important, one of the most important places for us to be right now, people are spending eight to 11 hours a day in front of screens. Yeah. And we've been entrusted with the greatest stories the world has ever known, the stories that holds the keys to life and human flourishing. And we need to be able to tell it in a relevant, powerful, compelling way and and reveal the heart of Jesus to a generation. Because at the end of the day, he's the desire of the nations and they need to be able to see that heart. But the media is controlled. The media for the most part, you know, 91% of them are on the left and, and do not espouse to a Christian value worldview. And so yeah. all that the world gets from what is a Christian is the Westboro Baptists, you yeah. know, it's the, it's showing our faults and our flaws, the fallen pastors, which man, you know, we need to do better yeah. for one, you know, yeah. and they need to be exposed for what they've done. Yeah. But we need to us as in the church, we need to not be afraid and go tell these stories. Yeah. You know, there's a quote by Daniel Coyle. He wrote a book called The Culture Code, and he says stories are not just stories, but they're the most powerful invention ever Mm -hmm. created for delivering mental models that drive behavior.
2: Wow.
0: Right. And so he's essentially saying we become what we behold, right? It's a form of worship. And so we need to be telling these stories and getting getting them in front of people. And, And especially in times when there's chaos, right? In the beginning, when the earth was formless and void, it was in a state of chaos then God said, let there be light. He began to speak light into darkness yeah. to help the world take shape and form. And that's why the church needs to be speaking up right now more than ever so that the, that, that voice can be heard to shape the narrative of the culture. Because if we just try to play nice and sit back and, and think this is going to go away, it's not. Yeah, It's not, you know, you, we this is the time to be able to, to, to raise your voice and create.
1: It's what, and you know, there's such, I believe there's such momentum Um, kingdom momentum behind things like this, you know, whether it's, what is a woman 2000 mules, um, super spreader, these types of things that are hitting specific topics that are big right now in the culture.
2: Yeah,
1: but big media is not going to take these on, right? Big media is not going to, to give you the the truth behind a lot of these things. So these Christians have to rise up and like, make a way, right? Whether that's, allowing your creative juices to flow or whether that's financially funding someone who has totally. the ability to do this, because without films like that, the truth is not getting out there. You know, it's not,
0: I mean, as, as a kid, you know, you, well, first of all, you've got people, like the stats of people leaving church right now in America, is yeah. pretty dramatic. Right. Right. And so where, where are these kids getting discipled? Yeah. Who's discipling them. It's what they're watching. And I'm, I'm, Example number one. I didn't grow up in the church. And so when I when I was a kid, my dream was to be the mafia when I grew up. Yeah. It's because I grew up digesting goodfellas and Scarface and Ghetto Boys and NWA, all this stuff. Let's not act like that's
1: not still a part of who you are, bro. Come on now. Hey,
0: I hey, I'm just heavens OG. I just flipped the script. I still can be wild, but it's for the kingdom now. That's
1: good. That's good. (laughs) That's
0: good. But my point being, that was what gave me my worldview. So we have to be telling those stories and 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 the church just hasn't valued it. We value like missions and digging wells in Africa and all this kind of stuff, which is super valid and super important. But man, if we want, if we want to save our, save this next generation, we got to be in front of their eyes.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is the, it's the truth that sets people free, man. So I feel like, you know, if we, it really is a battle for truth right now. Mm -hmm. And I think from the pulpit, you know, I've, I've been in a place fairly recently where, I valued truth behind the pulpit so much that I was like, I, yeah. I I, can't be a part of where I'm at. I need to find a place that is. Dude,
0: it's safety. It's like this anchor, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. ancient. And yeah. it's in in the midst of all this chaos, it's a place where our soul can rest in, right? He's the rock of That's
2: right. ages. That's right. You
0: know? Yeah. And we need it.
1: Man, what, um, what are some, what are some big, is this film done? Is this film complete?
0: Film's complete. Um, we are. We just sent it to get a DCP, which is means that it's, it's a format for theaters. We've got some pre-screenings coming up. Um, August, sorry, July, uh, I think 16th, we're going to be in Tulsa for 17th. And then I forget the dates exactly. 21st, we're going to be in Dallas. And then we've got Tampa on the 24th, 25th. We might be back in Fort Worth. We've got some premieres in L.A. in, in August, and then we're doing a premiere in Portland and Seattle, too. Wow. Some of the wild places. So and then August 19th is like the official kind of launch date.
1: Explain this process for those that don't know, and I'm one of them. How? Yes. You're trying right now to, I mean, are you trying to get this into theaters? Is that how this works? So what we're
0: doing yeah. right now, we're trying to get it into theaters. And one of the things about theaters, a theatrical release uh, from a promotional standpoint is it raises the value and awareness of the film so that when you take it to the distributor, whether it's Amazon, Netflix or whatever, it it has more value to it, right? Number one. Number two, for us personally, it helps us get the message out and we can create a lettuce worship environment inside the church. and Sorry, inside have church inside the theater, theater. inside yeah, the yeah. world. Because it's a lot easier for people to bring a non- non-believer or someone to a movie than it is to a church because you can say, hey, That's let's right. go watch this crazy super spreader guy. That's right. And then when you get in there, I want to up uh, my heart is to have these crazy evangelists in the theaters that will just stand up rogue after the movie and just preach the gospel right afterwards and have church in the theater. So good. And so we're our goal. I don't know if we're going to get there, but our goal is 500 theaters on August 19th. And so it's it's a it's kind of a, a weekend showing a weekend blast. We have some places. It's one day, some places. It's two days. Depending on pre-sales, we may have a week run in some other areas. And then, depending on how it does, if we're successful in getting the word out, word out and people show up, we can extend that. Or you know, or you know, we just move to streamers after that. We have about a 45-day window to move to streamers. Uh, well, we we can't move to streamers until after that 45-day window uh, because of some con- contractual stuff. And then the pre-screenings are just things that we do in little little regions to stir up buzz and kind of promotions, and that way, people that come see it, they can talk about it and share about it, and just build momentum up until that August 19th release date.
1: So how do you get this into theaters? Like what's that process look like? Like like, you make a film, you obviously want it in more theaters, right?
0: Yes. What do you? How, so, do, you, how do
1: you go about doing that? Like I'm in so Wichita, gotta, Kansas, uh, gotta, how can I see this? Mark-
0: yeah, it's a great question. This is all brand new for me. I mean, I'm yeah. learning learning as I go first film, right? So we got a, connected to a big marketing company who's done a hundred films. The last film that they did that was pretty big was that Kurt Warner film. Yeah. Um, what, you know, what was it called? Uh, American underdog or something like that. Yep. Yep. And so um, they saw it, they fell in love with the film, saw its power and they connected us with some distributors. First one was like uh, Fathom events. Yep. They got scared from the title of the film, super spreader. They want us to change it back to let us worship. And we're like, we're not going to do that. You know, and uh, we're not going to make this milk toast kind of a thing. And they're like, well, our theaters have worked really hard to try not to create super spreader events and we don't want to do all this and so they were conflicted internally about it yeah and so we're like all right so then this other group called iconic which is a newer distributor they just distributed kanye west's last documentary and they weren't afraid of it they said we love it let's take it let's roll and they do a lot of live event in theaters too like ufc and all this stuff so they're used to battles it seems like they just they were just down to roll and they they sent the screener of the film out to several theater chains and um amc and cinemark said yes they'd, they'd be willing to host it um regal said no uh elmo draft house said no too political too controversial so i mean hey at least some are saying yes right they're open yeah. to us do this and i think you know hopefully 2000 mules is paving the way for some of that you know because it's yeah. controversial, they made a ton of money um you know they had a bigger, bigger promotional mechanism behind them so iconic is the one that, that the distributor getting out into theaters and so they're Right now they're calling all these theaters in the cities where Sean Floyd has had events and negotiating deals and all this kind of stuff so that we can have this event on those nights. And we have some marketing stuff about to hit social media, hopefully later this week to start promoting it and pushing it out. So we don't have the exact cities locked in just yet. Um, cause that's part of the distributor's job.
1: So if, a, yeah, you I'm, I'm probably asking you questions. I should be asking the distributor, but if, uh, if I have an AMC, do I get this film? or do we know? What do you mean? Like I, <clears throat> yeah. I have, I, okay, I, oh. I, so I, I have an AMC in Wichita, Kansas. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean I'm gonna have it in my city, correct?
0: Not necessarily, yeah. you know, uh, it, it, we're kind of, we're hitting markets where Sean is first yeah. of all had an audience already. Yep, yep. And if, if that's, if that makes it that way, but um, we're looking also for churches that can, they can call in and request it in their cities. Hey, we want, we want it to come to our city. Yeah, uh, We have a, we have a link on Sean Floyd's website, sorry, on the, the film website, Or If you're a church, you can click on, um, request the film in your city. You put it in whatever theater you have and our distributor is going to see that boom and go, okay, hey, can we get it there?
1: Okay. I want, I want that link. I want to put that in the show notes if you're cool with that. Yeah, for sure. That'd be awesome. So what, is there anything we can do right now, man, to, to help you like in this and don't give me a cookie cutter answer. Just pray. <laughs> even even uh, though we have discussed that prayer is working in America,
0: for yes. sure.
1: What, uh, yeah. what's, what's some things that the church can do right now to help you or this, this type of thing move forward?
0: Yes. So I think one of the biggest things for, like you mentioned, this for creatives to be able to get their vision out and forward is resources. You know, the Medici family funded uh, the Renaissance. You know, we, yeah. need, we still need money for marketing dollars we got about half of our budget raised. We're moving forward in faith that that money is going to come in. Even our distributor and our marketers are moving forward in faith with us, thinking that it's going to come. Right. Wow. So we need probably another $150,000, yeah. um, practicals and you can, you can give to, you can go to, um, let us org. Um, and there's a give button there. Um, we also, if like, if you have a church in your area and you want a screening, go to super spreader film. .com. There's a two different websites, superspiritofilm.com, and click the link at the bottom and request it to come to your city. Uh, select, uh, Pick a theater in your area, AMC, Cinemark, if there is. If there is, if there's not one of those, if you're a small town, request it to come to your church. We'll do church screenings as well. Yeah. Um, but we prefer theaters. We want to do it in the marketplace. We want to bring have the church, be able to bring people that don't know Jesus, come watch this movie. They're going to get touched. I guarantee it. It's yeah. powerful. It's done at a high level. It will sit and compete with any documentary that's out there guaranteed. And this one is a little different because it has an emotional spiritual dimension to it that every other doc that I've seen out there does not have. Yeah. And so it's going to hit at a deeper level, whether you're a believer or not, it's, you're going to get touched.
1: Yeah. The trailer was superb, by the way. Thanks, bro. So that was i yep. uh, I'm a big trailer guy. I, I could sit yeah. and literally watch trailers all day long of what's coming up. <laughs> and that I mean, it it hit all the the things that I'm looking for. I mean, as much as we say we want to get off social media because of the discord, I think a lot of us are kind of get maybe a little bit excited about political discourse, you know. And it yeah it definitely it hits that drum, but it it's the uh, I don't know. I keep saying the it's, word mo- I keep saying man. the word momentum, but there's there's such kingdom momentum right now, man. Yeah. And not that the kingdom ever hit pause or ever stopped, but I feel like. When you get on that train, you feel it and you experience yeah. the momentum that the kingdom has. And so it's um well, I, you know, it's good it's, it's just
0: a season, it's a season of advancement. There's times when you like you pull back and you gain strength and strategy and everything else. And right now we're just in an advancing season. Yeah. So that's it. It's time to move forward.
1: And there's an anointing to go too for some people, yes. right? And so I feel there like it is. when you when you're doing a when you're doing something like this, like creating a film or you know whatever you're doing i think there is an anointing to go that that god can release on you and so i think you've probably experienced that was there was there a time that you felt that um of like i've got to put this out like i've i've got to actually make this and move forward with this
0: yeah from from the beginning and then i think there was an impetus to do it fast because of the nature of the content is are people going to be tired of hearing about COVID? is that yeah. that thing done you know um that being said so i i talked to a guy in my gym and he's a director he does 30 for 30 films for espn yeah and and i was showing him the trailer and stuff and how it's got where he got into theaters you know august 19th and he's like when did you start this film and i said april of last year he's like so you're telling me wow. you've got a film from conception into theaters in less than a year and a half and i go yeah is that good he goes it's kind of like a guy just starting to jog said so he ran a sub four minute mile, is yeah, what he said. And he's yeah. like, Yeah, that's good. That's crazy. He's like, I've never just heard of that. So that's awesome. God's wind is on it to blow. But we've had the press. It's been hard. Yeah. Every step of the way, the finances, getting this thing going, the resistance. Um, you know, every phone call every day is fraught with challenges, you know. Yeah. But when you're called to it, you just press through and keep going. Cause God's called you to do it.
1: How cool, how cool is it to like, I mean I mean, this is this is for Sean, right? I mean, this is Sean's mission. And yeah. you get to do this for him. How cool is that to like, you know, put something out really uh, dedicated to him? Right? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, that sounds like maybe surfacey, But if this is like, you're honoring someone's uh, passion, you know? honoring
0: their passion, their sacrifice, but his story is my story. It's our story. Yeah. It's the American story of religious freedom and freedom, right? Yeah. So it's, he's the vessel, but it's all of our story. And, and, but he was the spearhead that took risks and yeah. flack and death threats. Like none of us have taken in the, in the, in the balls and courage to do what he did in the midst of the entire planet being locked down and be the only musical tour on the planet doing what he did. It's good. Tremendous faith and courage. And so absolutely want to honor that. The challenge in it, you know, because you want to honor him and then, but you're putting opposing voices in, into it. Yeah. Right. And so for him, very challenging to have that done. And we had to talk with him through it, but he agreed to it ultimately at the end of the day, you know, that takes courage Yeah. that takes grit, you know, and resolve, you know?
1: Well, and I know how, I know how cautious he was throughout this process too. I heard, Early on, I saw a post that he made about, I think he learned his lesson pretty quick that you can't, I'm not going to talk to everybody. I'm not going to talk to every media outlet that wants to, you know, and that's, you you kind of explained that's where the the heart of this came from was not wanting someone else to tell the story, right? But you're going to tell the story. But I think um, he seems to be a guy that has been very cautious with who he allows to speak on his behalf. And yes. So I think allowing you to do this, I think is a, it's an honoring thing for you too, man. I mean, he's, uh, I'm super honored. Yeah. I'm
0: super honored that he trusted me. Cause I'm, yeah. you know, first time filmmaker to trust. Yeah. This is like the, the most, uh, critical moment of his life, most impactful important moment of his life and allow us to tell it and trust us to do it. Um, I'm super honored for that. And thank God we pulled it off. Yeah. you know it's a really good film yeah <laughs> the first the first cut we did was horrible i was so scared
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably not wanting to show a whole lot of people the- oh
0: man I was, scared. I was like lord help us help us but you know it's it's a rough draft of anything right yeah. you know and so they're always bad the first draft you're just getting your thoughts out you got to organize them shape them and man i'm so proud of how it's turned out my team my director josh franer Unbelievable he's you know risked his life and his career and his credentials to make a film like this. Tom Isaacs and my editor, same thing. these guys man, they just came through and, and just executed excellently excellently, yeah. but kept the spirit of God in it and, and toed that towed that line of not being a promotional piece for Sean and really telling the story of spirit and truth, get the heart of it, but not shy away from the hard issues, you know
1: Was he filming this thing from the, from the very beginning? I mean, was that kind of, did he have a desire to maybe get the story out there from the very beginning?
0: Sean?
2: Yeah. Well,
0: he had a camera guy at all the events, but they were doing it just, I think, you know, recording what was happening and using it for promotional pieces. I don't know how much he was in his head thinking documentary. Um,
1: when were you thinking documentary? I mean, did you, did you decide to start? Okay. We're going to start filming this a little different now
0: were no I mean it was it was kind of a ways, probably like halfway through the, the 22 cities somewhere yeah. along there and you know I had to convince sean that we could do it for one yeah you know you know because we didn't have a lot of experience you know and even my director has been mostly in the commercial world yeah you know and so he was taking a step out too but this is the divine setup how God orchestrated these relationships to come together there was a real hand of God on it you know. And so I think that we were able to lean into, okay, this is divine, God setting this up. We can lean into that aspect of it, even though we're all navigating new territory together.
1: Yeah, that's so good. Has this spawned, yeah. has this experience spawned other uh, future things for you in regards to filmmaking? Are you getting some juices going? Or are you strictly focused on this right now? I'm
0: super focused on this right now, but there are opportunities that are already presenting themselves by people that have just seen the trailer and people that have just some of the people that have seen the screening. Yeah. And yeah, there's some there's some really unique things that are kind of opening up. So I'm just praying through it. But go, go ahead honest, and tell
1: us all of them. Go ahead.
0: I wish I could. Um <laughs> and no, that's exciting. I, yeah. I'm plowing through to make this thing successful. Cause there's here's here's another unique element is because this thing touched people around the world. There's a potential for an international you know, impact. Yeah. Right. And one example, I, I talked to a guy, I showed the trailer of the upper room in Dallas. And this guy comes up to me who's from Australia and goes, Bro, he's like, We've been locked down for three years. Mm. He goes, There's 900 suicides a month. I couldn't leave my home for six months. He goes, Now they track me on an app because I didn't get a vaccine. Me and 15 people in my area were tracked. We can't go into certain places. They, they mark us. He goes, Every church shut down. There was no movements like this in Australia. There was no hope. There's no hope there. No hope. Would you please bring your film to Australia? Wow. And I was like, gosh. Yeah. You know, and how many other places are like that where the right. church just folded, yeah. you know? Yep. And man. So I, prayer, I didn't need prayer, but if you, you know, anybody knows international distribution or has people in other countries that can help this, because that's, that's a whole other beast that we have to navigate. Um, but so this, I know this this church this film is going to have a life for the next couple of years. It's not just a okay, let's get this thing out. So there's Good. a bit of me that's going to have to help keep nurturing this thing for for some time to come.
1: Well, as long as there's discourse, there's going to be a place for this film, I think, huh?
0: Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think we also captured a moment in history that this is going to be a legacy piece for I think Christian universities for students that are called to missions and how do you respond in the midst of chaos when the government comes against you? What's your What's your Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego mm. moment in the fire? Are you going to fold? Or are you going to go stand in the fire and meet Jesus there?
1: You know, love it. That's so yeah. good. Well, get me all those links, man. When we're done here, I'd like to. to I'd like to put those in there so that people can support. And uh, this is very, very important. Um, this is a every single day in this moment, man. I just feel like as a new. There's just it feels very fresh, doesn't it? I mean, it's just like, we're we're in such a fresh time. Um, And as, as easily as it is to get angry and discouraged, I think as we hit on early on with the Roe v. Wade news, it's so important for us, man, to celebrate. It's so important for us to um, remind ourselves how good God is. And I think Ultimately that's what this film's gonna do is remind the church.
0: Yes, how
1: how good he is, man. How good he is. Bro,
0: I I think I don't think what you just said can be overstated. The importance of that right now, yeah. In Romans one, it talks about people's foolish hearts were darkened because Mm -hmm. they didn't honor God or give thanks. That's right. Right. And so right now, that less every victory, let's honor God for it. Let's give thanks that'll keep our hearts open so we don't get deceived and darkened. And so, man, if that, that needs to be a daily for us, bro, thank you for it, that reminder.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, it is possible to celebrate and, and be thankful and keep moving forward. I think so many people think, oh, there's not time to, to celebrate. There's not time to be thankful. We got to keep plowing. It's like, you can do both. Like we're actually called to do both, right? Yes. You enter you enter his courts with praise and his presence with thanksgiving. And so we always talk about the presence. We want the presence. Well, yeah. there's there's Thanksgiving in that place, man. And if we're moving forward in that, I mean, I just think more and more doors are going to open for, for the creatives, more and more doors yeah. are going to open for, for those people that want to see, want to impact the planet. So, yeah,
0: you know, you know, who's a, who's a good model for that is, uh, talking about films is the character in Braveheart, Steven, the Irishman.
1: Oh yeah. That, that,
0: his own <laughs> island. Yeah, He was the wild, they're in battle, but he's praising and thanking God. He's That's laughing, right. joyful, right? It's so, so good, man. That's, that's so good. the posture. We're in yeah. battle. We're in war. We're in war over life. Our nation identity, the mm. church, everything, but staying grateful and thankful that we get to battle in this hour, that God's put us on the earth in our nation in this time to be the answers. Yeah, It's going to be, that's going to be infectious for people and it's going to keep our hearts buoyant and open for God to flow through, man.
1: That's so good. It's up to us, man. It, it's, it's up to me. Yeah. You know, the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. He's not going to steal the things that he did not give me. So this joy and this momentum is kingdom. The kingdom's moving forward. He's not going to steal that from us. He can That's steal right. the the byproducts of those things if we don't act on them. But I think as long as we're staying thankful and grateful and, and moving forward, man, he's not going to steal what the Lord's trying to do. So Amen. this is good, man. I'm thankful for you, bro. Thank you for plowing Thank man. You. for real. Thank you, like,
0: bro. I'm thankful I don't, for you. Thank I can't,
1: you. I can't say that enough that. When I saw, and I must have, I mean, have you been talking about this film being made? I must have missed. <laughs> I must have missed it. No. I saw the the trailer, or you, you were talking about the trailer coming out, and I was like, holy crap, there's a film being made about this, you know? Yeah, no, I
0: haven't been talking about it. Yeah. I'm just so buried in it, bro. I That's feel good. like I haven't been able to make posts or anything. I've just been, like, plowing. That's good. I, I need think- to start talking about it. It's what I need to just start doing.
1: Well, I think the trailer – set the expectation very very high so that's good. uh that makes for a good trailer right
0: good it does No, <laughs> I, my guys my trailer guy's good bro <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: it was it was good it was intense edge of my seat and it's funny because we know we know how this story ends man you yeah know, we know what's yeah. coming we know where we've come from and uh this is a, a good story to tell i think so let's keep telling his stories you. that's right
0: thank you keep thank keep you, plowing
1: keep going and uh anything we can do to help let me know i'm gonna put the the links in the show notes guys go go support what he's doing uh this is a a a church effort right this
0: is our this is our story
1: that's right that's right awesome bro thank you so much thank you proud of you keep plowing uh you and your wife are you guys still okay is lettuce worship still it's still going right
0: it is is still going.
1: I mean he's still you guys are still going yep. and I know meredith and We're not in.
0: we're not doing a ton with him. My wife's doing uh some worship stuff with him uh yeah. here and there. My main focus is this film. Awesome, man.
1: Thank you. Uh we'll chat soon. I'll get this I'll get you some links to this thing too you can share it however you want. All
0: right, so, thanks, bro.
1: Cool. Awesome, bro. i see you soon, man. All right. Bye. Bye.